You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, I'm so glad you're here. This is the Aligned Action Podcast, where we tackle small business in an intentional way. As you're probably aware, if you've been listening for a while, my third issue of Facet is now live. It's shipping out to subscribers and single issue purchasers and bundle purchasers. Now, the topic of this Facet issue is practical platform choices. In this issue, I am devoted to helping you make the very best decision possible around where to market your business. So all the content in this issue is around this one facet of business. You get the whole rainbow and arc of this topic. It doesn't hop around from one thing to the next. Instead, it goes really strategically in order of exactly what you need to do. You're completely guided through basically helping you to be mindful in like a mindless kind of way because you don't need to guess what to do when it's all laid out right there in the book. What I love about Facet and what readers love too is that it doesn't feel as intense as those online courses do. You can pick it up and put it down. You can skim when you're in the mood to skim or focus when you have the space to focus. It's a lot more fun than sitting down to watch another 60 minute video course with slides. So okay practical platform choices. Although it's the third issue to go on sale this is my first issue walkthrough episode on the podcast. It's a new episode style I'm trying out. I would love your feedback on it after you've listened today. You can of course leave a review on either Apple or Spotify. You can do that anytime. If you regularly listen but you haven't done that yet, please take a sec. Just go tap the star rating and then write a two-line review. I am sending you all of my gratitude for doing that. You can also just message me your thoughts on Insta or by email and just tell me what you liked about this type of issue walkthrough episode and then also tell me if you think it's missing something that you want to know because it's my first time doing one of these. My ideal clients are inspiring. You are inspiring. You love learning about your topic of choice and making an impact with the people that you help. You're an entrepreneur, probably a service provider, probably in the early or middle stages of business. You might love all things wellness, even if that isn't primarily your job. So you're into personal growth, human design, meditation, journaling, affirmations. You get really excited about getting a new journal or finding a new tarot deck that you love or locating the perfect crystal for your desk. You want consistent clients for your business consistent business growth, the feeling of I know what I'm doing in my business. And of course, the ability to be creative and turn all of your passion projects into paid offers. So that's you. I am a high school band teacher turned yoga teacher turned web and brand designer and now entrepreneur coach and author of Facet, which is what we're talking about today. Facet is my creative passion project that I've turned into a paid offer. So I can 100% relate to you wanting to do that. I thought to myself, online courses have had their moment. Now we need to take in content in a new way. 
We just aren't learning as much as we used to from Instagram posts and YouTube videos. We need something different and we're craving something new. So I wanted to combine my passion for teaching with my passion for design and my passion for writing. Most of all, my passion for working with business owners who have big dreams. And I wanted to make one thing out of all of those passions. And that became Facet, which is a quarterly print issue that mails to your real mailbox. It can be ordered online, but there is no digital version. And I knew that if I delivered it to your screen for like $4.95, you would never have opened that PDF. So I made the choice against convenience and I guess any kind of marketing logic in 2023 to only offer Facet in print. It just means more when it shows up to your door and you can put it in your laptop bag to bring with you to a coffee shop. It means more. And around here, meaning more means something. On to the walkthrough. I'm going to do another episode later this year about all of the recurring features in Facet, the pages that come up in each issue. So I won't go as deep into those in this walkthrough. In this episode, I'll talk about some of my most favorite articles and sections. And of course, I'll share some behind the scenes and give you some insights into my creation process. Each issue opens with this feature, which is how I usually start a new issue in my behind the scenes work. And that is by writing the letter from the educator. That's my play on letter from the editor. So this letter helps me to focus my intention for the whole issue and decide what's most important for me to teach you. Some of the letter from the educators are more personal. This one tells a little bit about my story of some past businesses that I've had and the marketing experiences that I had with each of those. In the letter, I share some mistakes that I made and how my experiences led me to grow to where I am today in business. The next two things that I tend to write are the inspired by section and the human design horoscope. Writing the horoscope always puts me into a really good writing workflow. I could jot down some notes before writing that piece, but the writing feels slow and kind of difficult until I have the horoscope complete. Something about writing that for the five types reminds me of exactly who's reading it, I think. And it helps me to focus my voice so that I can write the rest of the issue with you in mind. And then next I write the inspired by. I already have a client or student in mind before I even plan out the topic and before I give it a title or design the cover. So this is just a matter of gathering my materials. I need an image from the person if we're not going to be anonymizing them. I think, I hope that's how you say that word out loud. I do like 90% of the writing for the issue inside the actual designed document. So as opposed to like writing it in a Google Doc or Notes app and copy pasting it in, I actually design like right there as I'm doing the layout at the same time. And since Inspired By is a recurring feature, I start by copying the format over from a previous issue. I apply the new colors, I swap out the image, and then I tend to write the text right there on the page. So I write about the entrepreneur who inspired this topic. The whole reason why we're having this facet issue in the first place. I frame the problem in a way that I know you're going to be able to relate to. And I explain the context of like why this facet of your business is important. And I do that through telling this real person's story. This page is designed to help you grasp the whole picture of the facet. So why you're going to be spending the next three months focusing on it, what you're going to get out of it, and how your feelings might change as a result of doing the work on this one facet. Essentially, this page helps you to feel like, okay, I am in the right place. I'm not the only one who has this problem. Now that I have this issue, I know that I can fix it. And after I've completed the inspired by section, at this point in the writing process, I tend to skip ahead. I've already got my three or four main verbs decided. For this facet, they are 
understanding, selecting, implementing, and assessing. Those words are already mapped out on my whiteboard. I use those words to divide the topics, like the subtopics, between those sections. That's the arc of how I teach you what you need to know. So at this point, I usually start to brainstorm the articles and the interactive pages. So I match the subtopics to the formats. Whichever one lights up my sacral energy the most is where I start. This issue, the first part I actually wrote was actually near the beginning of the issue, but that's not always the case. I wrote the page about reflecting on your ideal client and surveying your current clients first. So for every topic, I think, okay, what do I need you to learn? What do I need you to do to practice that learning as you're learning it? So in this case, a box for you to describe your ideal client was really important so that you can jot down the details in there. And then there's a step-by-step -step of, okay, how are you going to ask your clients about their platform usage? Like that question of like, where are your ideal clients hanging out? I put a few blank lines in there for you to fill in your first findings. In education, this is called scaffolding. I'm making it easier for you to learn a skill by providing guided practice. And of course, I hope you'll ask more than four people for your client information, um, which is what I've given you the space for. But it's a good start. It's enough to get your confidence up for you to feel aware of, okay, I'm accomplishing this as I go. I've got some motivation going. I'm also deciding on layout and color choices as I go. Now, the issues palette is already set before I start. It's just a matter then of trying out different colors in different spots from that palette as I go. Of course, I'm aiming for visual balance, like I'm trying to match photography, I'm trying to not have too much of one color in one section and not enough of another. I'm making those choices as I go about writing the text and laying it out so that there's there's visual balance. From printing past issues, I know exactly what size I want the majority of the text to be. 9.6 seems to be the perfect text size. That's what I've decided looks good in this particular font. Anything larger than that, and it looks a little bit like cartoonish, like I'm trying to take up space by increasing the font size, you know, like like we all used to do back when we were first submitting essays that were typed out instead of handwritten back in high school. You know, not like that's not what we're going for. I want Facet to have just the right amount of information, not so much that you're overloaded, but also not so little that I have to increase the font size to take up space on the page. After writing this section, if I recall correctly, one of the first articles that I wrote was the organic versus paid page. I know that people are going to have questions about which platform is cheapest to implement. So I placed that article near the beginning before the platform profile section, uh, which is the one that I've talked about in the last two podcast episodes. I know that people are going to be wondering about the whole pay to play issue. And so that was an important article to write to include inside this issue. Another early page was the protecting your platform piece section, where I give you essentially three do's and two don'ts for how to stay peaceful and open when you're marketing on platforms. A reviewer of Facet once called pages like this mindset counterbalances, which I think is just such a great term because I do like to alternate in pages like this that are more about the feeling and the emotional experience of entrepreneurship. The how-to is great, but Truthfully, you need a bit of both. Too much information and you're not going to be emotionally invested. You do need to pay attention to how you feel also as a business owner and not just pay attention to what you know. Now, not every issue gets written front to back, as I mentioned, but this one generally did. I finished section one, which is understanding first. It took the longest. It makes up almost half of the issue in terms of page count because the platform profiles are 16 pages long. There was also a lot of other content that went under the understanding 
understanding umbrella. So once I finished that section, I moved on to section two and just went onwards from there. I really had fun making the review and reflect journaling page and the select and sustain journaling page too. Finding new ways to design journaling and reflection boxes and not have them be identical to one another is a fun design challenge for me. I really enjoy that. I get to think about how much space you're going to need for your jot notes and how to keep all of that interesting throughout the issue. So select and sustain has some fun cutout boxes that you use to write out some pros and cons, gut feelings, intuition, possibilities, hope, and power to write your two choices for your primary platforms. I've found that guided journaling is very effective. So when I've taught live workshops, I've noticed that and I want to bring that experience into Facet as well. So you never have to wonder how to apply or how to process what you're learning. There's always space for you to do that right inside the book. And that's partly so that it's self-contained also so that if you want to work on that issue, you can just pick up the issue, take it with you and go. You don't need to remember where you wrote notes and like what journal or notebook you wrote the notes in. Uh, So all of that stays right within the book and that's strategic. So the possibilities, hope and power section has instructions and these instructions are by making informed and intuitive choices and taking aligned action on these platforms, you're affecting how your future as a business owner turns out. Dream big about potential results, biggest hopes, and positive changes in this space as a result of your choices today. Next, I remember designing the affirmations page. It's my first time including a larger set of affirmations in an issue. I usually do an episode instead. So an episode on the podcast with affirmations. I haven't really placed a list of them inside an issue before. I think the biggest affirmation section in either of the first two was like a little set of like mini affirmations, maybe two or three. So this was a new page type for me and that was that was really fun to play with. I decided to make the design and the learning choice to include some lines, some blank lines for you to be able to write out the affirmations that actually resonate with you. Writing is active. It helps you to process what you're reading on a whole other level. That's why things like note-taking and writing lines can be a really good way to study. So there's some learning theory behind why I've included both the affirmations and the space for you to write them and affirm them. I then moved on to writing the third section, implementing. This is a very tips and tricks heavy kind of situation in this section. Lots of tricks of the trade that I have to share with you. I have a longer section on the three C's of content, helping you to really get why your content should be cohesive, consistent, and connected. And then another longer article on how to convert content to sales. This is a part that gets glossed over a lot in mini courses by like copywriters or social media managers. It's just not quite as simple as add a call to action in the caption to buy your product. There's quite a bit more nuance there. So this section helps you to understand the buyer's journey better and the difference between early stage, middle stage, and end stage content. Especially helpful for anyone who is putting out a lot of content but not seeing very many results or bookings or sales from it. Page 50, 51 is a double page spread and that is a section on how to bring ease to your content creation. Visually, this is one of my favorites. It has a full color background with boxes of white text for each of the tips. It's a bit reminiscent of like a label maker. Uh, And I'm really into drinking iced Americanos lately. On this spread, I have a background removed image of an iced coffee on this page. I'm super motivated by coffee, if you can't tell. Uh, That's probably honestly mostly why I like the look of this page. (laughs) 
but I do, I really like this one. I think you're going to like it too. Uh, the next page is titled, but what about screen time? That's another one of my design favorites. I'm just really loving like colorful boxes of text right now. There's nine different tips that I share on that page and they each are in their own colorful box, which is so much more fun to read and take in than a bullet point list, right? Uh, next on page 53, that one's all about building a library of images and videos to make content creation easier for you. So I made this page more interactive in in a fun way that I want to share with you right now. You know how on Canva, if there's like a placeholder for an image, it's that cartoony mountain sun. I found a small graphic that looks like that, but in like an outline form. And I put 10 of those on the page, two rows of five. The instructions read, for each 15 images you curate for your collection, color in one photo outline. And I can just see subscribers having so much fun with this. Like it is not fun to scour stock photo sites to find 150 images for your content. I get that. So it helps to have this exercise to make it just like a little bit more fun and help you to track your progress. Another one of my favorites in this section is the repurposed marketing matrix. This thing took me two whole days to design and write. Table layouts like, like spreadsheet style are not the the simplest to design, making all of the lines match up, having all the sections be the correct size and having the text fit in all the same size boxes. All of that is very detail oriented. I have to be super picky to make it work. Essentially, there's all nine platforms on the column side along the top and then the same nine platforms along the row side on the left hand side of the page. It works like a matrix. So you can slide your finger along any row and find repurposing ideas for each of the eight other platforms. The math on this is I wrote you 72 ideas, unique ideas for repurposing content, which makes this issue worth the $50 Canadian all on its own. I don't think you'll find a guide anywhere to repurposing that's more comprehensive than this at this low price point. I'm super proud of this section. So proud of it that there's going to be a whole episode focused on this. I think that comes out uh, August 14th. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how you actually use it for subscribers and single issue purchasers. I'm very pumped for that. The rest of the issue is the assessing section. So helping you understand once you've started how to know if what you're doing is even working and then guiding you through some decisions that you might need to make next, things that might come up. There's a decision flowchart and that one helps you decide when it's time to add on a new platform on top of your two and then a quiz to help you know if you should quit a platform. I also have ideas for how to self audit your own platforms, like how to track your progress, some do's and don'ts for adapting to any platform changes that they might decide to make out of nowhere because we know those algorithms are changing all the time and they're not always changing in our favor. Another double page spread that I really enjoy is the reflect and renew journaling page. Huh. Okay, I just wondered to myself if I accidentally named two pages the same, but nope, I didn't. The other one is called review and reflect. Uh, this one is called reflect and renew. <laughs> Uh, this is one of the recurring features. It's in every issue of Facet. It has five sentence starters for journaling for you to complete to help you just reflect on your learning journey throughout the whole issue. And then on the right-hand side of the page spread is flexible Facet planning, another recurring feature. That has three sections, one for monthly, quarterly, and yearly tasks. And each of those sections has like just a few little checkboxes for what should be done regularly for you to keep up on this facet. This just helps you stay on top 
top of your platforms throughout the year beyond just reading the issue this one time. You can always use this page to schedule out using your paper calendar or your online one, or just set some reminders for these small tasks. When I finish the content and design a facet, the before last thing I do is center each page's content and then I move it over a little bit to the right for the right-hand pages and a little bit to the left for the left-hand pages so that the content is not hidden in the spine for you. And then the very last thing I do is add the section at the bottom that has the name of the issue and the page number. The page numbers always make me tear up a little. It feels so good to have another issue complete and ready for the entrepreneur world. So that part of the design right before I submit for printing is always the most accomplished, the most emotional part for me personally. Practical Platform Choices is on sale now. It's the featured issue for July, August, and September. And so for those three months, that's the focus for the group calls that we have as part of the subscription. Now that it's out, it's available on an ongoing basis. When you order a single issue, it ships out from a regular inventory. When you order a subscription, which you can start at any time throughout the year, it ships out right away as well. And then every three months thereafter. And then of course your subscription gets you instant access to the next calls from then forward and also access to close friend stories over on Instagram. If you're looking for an alternative to all those expensive courses and coaching and also an alternative to the free but very disappointing content. Facet is a solution that is affordable and hopefully aligned. Plus, you can bring your copy along with you when like when you go to the beach or to the cabin this summer. You can just put it in your laptop bag when you're going away or bring it along in a tote bag and read it on a patio. You could go into your next quarter of business feeling really positive because you have a path to success based on your intuition, based on logic as well. You could go into the next quarter feeling excited because you finally have a plan to repurpose your best content. And you could also feel super confident because you'll have chosen two platforms that you know are going to work without having to spend hours on them creating endless content. You know I'm not a big make big promises that I can't keep kind of entrepreneur. I am always going to be honest with you. Having these possibilities for yourself It's not an instant feeling like after you add to cart. These things do take time and you will have to crack the spine of Facet to actually make these feelings possible. But if you do that with Facet, you are going to find small tips that you can implement in the first five minutes that you can leverage into year-long kind of growth. Basically, Facet will do the work if you do too. Consider this your personal invite to the Facet subscription. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.